Hey guys, this is Britton from Emerald Pacific talking to you a little bit about the Internet of Things and how it's going to affect marketing in the future. And the reason I wanted to talk a little bit about this is I recently watched the Burger King ad, <laughs> funny enough. And um, for anyone that hasn't seen the Burger King ad, it's basically an advertisement they came out with. It's only like 15 seconds. And instead of talking about the product or the burger or the Whopper or whatever, they opted to have their spokesperson over the advertisement try to call on the Google Home as a way to talk about the product and um, kind of explain like some of the features, not really benefits, but like more so the features of the product. And it's pretty interesting what they did here. It's pretty creative. I think it's pretty creative, even though the advertisement royally angered people and a lot of people were super frustrated that... Burger King decided to do this. Anyone that had a Google Home, they were a little ticked that Burger King decided to prompt their Google Home to talk to them about a Whopper. And even though I thought it was creative and a lot of people in kind of the advertising community thought it was pretty creative as well because it's a different way of advertising their food and advertising in general. It's something that's really interesting. And eventually this kind of leads into a bigger conversation to have as far as Burger King used what's known as like the Internet of Things to talk about their products. And it's a pretty big topic. It's something that is emerging. Not a lot of people really know about it. And it could potentially have a pretty big effect on how you use a service or how you buy products. So um, for anyone that's not familiar with the Internet of Things, I know I kind of went off on a tangent there. So the Internet of Things is basically anything that you would typically not associate as being connected to the Internet. So it might be like a toaster or a refrigerator or something that's relatively kind of a basic product that's not a smart product, but has the ability to be connected to the Internet to maybe solve a problem. I mean, it kind of depends on your definition of problem in this case. I mean, when it comes to like the Google Home, a lot of the times people use Google Home to ask it a question or have it turn on music for them or, you know, anything in between. And I know that with a lot of these products that are like Google Home, and I also think of like Amazon Echo, a lot of the problems with this and having some kind of voice activated system is a lot of people tend to be a little nervous about products like that. They think that like the CIA might be listening to them or the government is going to be snooping in on their conversations. I know Amazon kind of had their own problem with Alexa doing this and a lot of people thought that Alexa was working for the CIA. So... Beyond that, kind of what the Internet of Things can do or Google Home can do or Echo or whatever, there are positive and negative aspects to these kind of products. And there's a lot of things that marketers can learn about the Internet of Things or maybe like the abilities that are available in the future if they're not you know readily available today of what a digitally connected home or a digitally connected product how marketers could use that as a way to sell their product or push a product or, you know, all of the above. So when it comes to products that need to be or maybe try to be connected to the internet, I guess the real question here is if the need or if it's really necessary 
for products to be connected to the internet, and no. <laughs> there is absolutely no reason why anything in your home should ever be connected to the internet, maybe besides like your computer or your phone. However, it's not necessarily the products that people buy that maybe like the need isn't really like there to begin with. That maybe like, for example, your fridge may have the ability to connect to the internet. And it's something that's perceived that, you know, typically you don't really need your refrigerator to be connected to the internet. However, what you could do is kind of create like a perception of a problem and maybe being able to push some kind of notification before the problem arises. So for example, let's kind of look back at our fridge example. And let's say that you have a fridge that is connected to the internet. So in this scenario, you'd be able to set up your fridge through an application that recognizes everything that's in it. So something like this could kind of be achieved in a way. I mean, manufacturers of like milk or cheese and, you know, whatever could use like RFID tags and build it into their packaging. So the refrigerator could sense if something is in the fridge and if it's out or missing or whatever. Or you could have a sensor that's built into the fridge, like in different sections. So this could be like a weight, for example, or maybe like some kind of platform that when you put the food on it, it recognizes that something is there. And in this instance, if it's like one of those scenarios where it knows that something is there, you could just maybe like use the application to pinpoint like certain drawers you might use or certain sections you might use for certain products. So for example, like I always put like cheese in a drawer and maybe that drawer in this application, you would tell it, hey, I usually put cheese in here or I usually put like fruit in here and you would let it know like what kind of fruits and whatnot. There's a way you could do that and it's something that would need a lot of work, but it's definitely possible. So with something like this, it's not necessary for a fridge to be able to do this. However, the convenience that a feature like this creates is highly marketable. And people, I would see that people will eventually embrace the idea as something that would make their trip to the grocery store a lot easier. So imagine if you could go to the store and be able to have like a list of all these different products that you know you're out of because your fridge is telling you that they're out. That would be pretty amazing. That way you don't have to do an audit of your fridge every time you're about to go to the store. So that's just one possibility of a feature that you could build that isn't like really necessary, but it's something that you could market and something people could pick up on and think, oh, this is kind of cool. Like this makes my life a little bit easier. So with a feature like that, you know, what exactly does that mean for business? It's cool that as a consumer or as a user of this product that it lets you know that you're out of something or there's something that is missing and you have to kind of fill in that missing gap. So when we look at kind of the capitalism from a very basic perspective, it's the concept of selling goods and services to people that have a problem or a perceived problem. And something like this, if we look at like a fridge example, it could be that someone is hungry, 
And maybe they need to go to the store to buy food to not be hungry anymore. Or maybe it might be like a car where they have to go from one place to another. There's there's all kinds of things. I'm not going to, you know, jump into talking about capitalism. I'm sure all you guys know what capitalism is at this point. If you don't, I'm very concerned about your company. <laughs> Just saying. So... What's interesting about these problems or perceived problems is there are going to be certain times when someone needs the help of like an intermediary to solve this problem. And an intermediary is basically like a person or a thing that kind of serves as the middleman that kind of helps you get that product. So if you imagine yourself as the customer and the store in this case would be the intermediary because they have the products that you need to buy so you can go home and make dinner or make lunch or eat something. So the store would be the intermediary in that case. So now if we go back to the fridge, you could see how this could potentially be an intermediary for a person and their problem with trying to find food to fill the fridge. So let's say that someone is at the store and someone is trying to figure out, okay, do I have cheese? Do I have milk? Whatever. So and what they would be able to do is use something like an application and be able to open it up. It would be connected to their fridge. And then they could see, oh, I don't have cheese at home. That's a problem. Now, all of a sudden, the application has identified that problem. And the customer wasn't really aware of it. They All they knew was, you know, I'm at the store and I need to buy stuff for dinner. And they're thinking to themselves, I don't know if I have cheese or not. So it's not really a problem yet until the application lets them know that, hey, this is a problem. And it's able to identify it in that moment that the problem exists, that you're out of cheese. So in a perfect world for like marketers or businesses, you could push a notification to the person as soon as they identify that the problem exists. So if we look at our cheese example, you could say that someone like Tillamook could pick up on kind of this problem as it's happening, and they can easily push a notification or a coupon to the user's email address or phone number, or maybe like to the application themselves if they have some kind of deal with the fridge manufacturer. There's a lot of different things that Tillamook could do to capture that customer in that exact moment that they've identified a problem exists. And how something like this could work reasonably, I'm sure a lot of you are like, well, you know, isn't that kind of infringing on privacy or infringing on, you know, the security of whatever the person's, you know, all these different things. The reason something like this could work is when you look at our intermediary example from earlier, the fridge is the intermediary in this process. So it is not only the fridge's responsibility to notify you of like certain products that might be absent, but it's also looking to help you fill in those absent spots and try to figure out we have a problem that something is missing and now we need to fill it. In this case, it happens to be cheese. So not only do we want to notify the user that there's no more cheese there, but it makes sense from an intermediary perspective to let other people know, hey, there's a problem that exists. What are you going to do to solve that problem? 
And in this case, it could be Tillamook saying, you know, we're going to they're going to pick up that notification and know that, hey, Johnny over here at Safeway has a problem that he's just figured out. He has no more cheese. So we're going to send something to him to make sure that they can save a little bit of money on our cheese because we want them to eat our cheese. So that's one big idea or one big example for how a product like a smart fridge or an internet connected fridge could serve as the intermediary to not only let you know of a problem that exists, but also send out notifications to businesses pertaining to that problem and letting them know, hey, the problem exists. What are you going to do to solve that problem in the moment? I see this as a more effective way to market your product because it's more of that kind of problem solution approach instead of forcing people into a certain mode of thinking it's a much simpler way to sell your products. I mean, problem solution is going to be one of the easiest ways to sell it to like, someone anyway. So why not jump on that opportunity to do so? So hopefully the Internet of Things or products that are connected to the Internet will offer solutions like this. And companies will use them appropriately compared to what Burger King did. Where it was more so them kind of yelling over their advertisement letting the OK Google know that we want to let people know what's in our burgers. That's not really as effective as serving as an intermediary that can identify the problem in the moment and then offer the solution in the moment. That's going to be a much more effective approach in the long run doing any kind of business. And there are so many other things about, you know, things that are connected to the internet that this post... And kind of this podcast scratches the surface on what the Internet of Things can do. And there's so many other things we can talk about. And really, I would love to learn a little bit more about what you guys think about the Internet of Things and how you feel like it'll affect you in the future. So you can either comment on the podcast and let me know what you think, kind of your ideas about the Internet of Things, how you think it's going to affect the future, how it's going to affect businesses and marketing a very broad topic and it's something that's really interesting or what you could do is go to impactdesign.com of course there's going to be the blog post there that is going to be kind of more um kind of better you know not really better but it's going to be a written portion of the podcast and shoot a comment there as well or you can shoot me a message on twitter like always either to be Lorenz 38 or Emerald Pacific. So there's all kinds of ways that you can get in contact with me. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I look forward to chatting with you guys again soon.